the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. High noon on a Friday, a little bit past actually, it's the Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you along on 98.9 The Answer. We spent a lot of time in hour number one talking about expectations. City paying $6 million to those injured in the riots, the Jesse Smollett verdict, and a stupid bill signed by the governor of the state of Oregon that removes standards for math and reading as a condition of graduation to truly reflect what every student needs to thrive in the 21st century. Wow, if Kate Brown gets tired of being governor of Oregon, she can come and run for Columbus City School Board, as they're all about that too, keeping kids out of KIPP and other charter schools. And we got a lot of problems in our city. We saw one of the worst ones, if not the worst one, uh, manifest itself in a triple homicide this week, including the uh, unspeakably awful deaths as collateral damage in what police have described as a targeted assassination of the 22-year-old man seated in the front of the car. Collateral damage, a 9-year-old boy, a 6-year-old girl. Uh, You probably will not get the most insightful information on this from any of the television stations or the newspaper in town, but you will get it from the Susie Report. Tom Susie, former ABC6 reporter, now runs an independent journalistic site, it is online at the Susi Report, S-U-S-S-I, report.com. And Tom joins us now. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, my friend. Uh, this uh, crime to me, Tom, is um, so uh, discouraging because of the deaths of the two young kids. And James Fuqua joined us yesterday and said some of the detectives in this case have kids that age and had to pull those youngsters out of the car. Uh, what do we know at this point in time about the man in the front of the car uh, who's clearly the target in this assassination? Hey, Bruce. Good afternoon. Uh, great way to get into the show, by the way, saying it's high noon because this city is the wild, wild west. Yeah, I mean, it is. No doubt about it. The 22-year-old guy, Dion Wade, uh, Charles Dion Wade, uh, very active in the hip-hop uh, gangster rap uh, music scene. Uh, no surprise that uh, hip-hop gangster music scene uh, is closely uh, affiliated with uh, gangs, not only here but across the country. Uh, police sources say that uh, Mr. Wade uh, was involved with a gang and was part of a gang. However, uh, I spoke with a few of his friends, and they tell me that Mr. Wade uh, was not an active member of a gang, nor did he participate in any illegal activities, but he did know many of the gang members. Uh, uh, this was a targeted hit. 
there was a beat between uh, Mr. Wade and, and somebody or perhaps uh, one of Mr. Wade's associates, but this was no doubt a targeted, revengeful hit. You know, and when you say that, Tom, and our guest is Tom Susi, the Susi Report online, S-U-S-S-I, I think of two other murders that stand out in my mind and you know we've had a hundred and what 86 so far 180 some or over the record uh one of them is the hit which was that was clearly a hit at target a couple weeks ago guy sitting on one of the big red balls out front drinking a coffee guy walks up shoots him in the head jumps in a car off he goes and may the 25th another aspiring or somewhat successful hip-hop artist a young female i believe her name was courtney bruce she goes by boog the bandit she was shot in a manner very similar to this she's in a car with a with a guy two guys walk up start shooting off they go and to my knowledge there's been no arrest in that case yet either no i mean a, a lot most of the killings in this town are, are associated in one way or another to gangs now real gang members were t- will tell you most of them are, are are wannabes. They're punks. They're thugs. Uh, they they you know they will tell you that there is a code among uh, real gangsters, uh, and it's not uh, shooting kids. And that's why a lot of people are upset. And the young girl who was uh, killed at Bicentennial Park over the summer, yeah. her yeah. and her twin sister were on the skateboards, the scooters, minding their own business. Uh, there was a hip hop. Uh, a music festival that night with a yeah. lot of gang members in attendance. Shots rang out. People were hit, and this young girl died. Uh, no arrests. They got a few uh, suspects, but no arrests have been made in that case. Those, the, 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 again, it was gang retaliation. Get gangs got into an argument, and shots were fired. People don't realize, Bruce, how widespread the gang problem is in this town and how closely related related it is to the hip-hop uh, gangster music scene. It's intertwined. It is a huge, huge problem in this town. Tom Susi is our guest. He is uh, the journalist behind, independent journalist behind the Susi Report, S-U-S-S-I. You probably remember Tom from his uh, consumer affairs and investigative work at ABC6. And I wonder, Tom, you know, I had James Fuqua, the police uh, police spokesman on the show yesterday, and we talked about how th- these kinds of killings, you know, we're always uh, stunned by them. But they now, to me, seem to be moving to different parts of the city, and specifically Canal Winchester. We had, a, we had gunfire this morning in Canal Winchester. This triple homicide is in Canal Winchester. Are you hearing anything through your police sources about – Canal Winchester, that side of town, becoming uh, a problematic gang area or a problematic area regarding uh, the the hip-hop scene that uh, Mr. Wade seemed to be involved in? Well, that particular area, I was talking to a resident who lives out there, and they were telling me in that particular particular area that used to be pretty nice that there was some sort of shooting not too long ago. the crime is spreading out to the suburbs. I mean, there's, there's no doubt about it. It, uh, it used to be an inner city problem, but that is no longer the case. We're seeing shootings in Canal Winchester, and we're seeing shootings at the Eastern Mall. 
the juvenile justice system is broken. They are part to blame for what is going on. Uh, young thugs and criminals seem empowered. They have a sense of empowerment, and they, they, they think they're untouchable, untouchable because of the way the criminal justice system has uh, dealt with them, you know, a, a wrist slap. And until we, uh, you know, get serious and start uh, rounding up these animals and, and kick some ass, uh, it's not going to go away. It's only going to get worse. Well, and I, I think Tom Susi, our guest, and, you know, there were shots fired today near Canal Winchester High School, not at the school, but the two sheriff's deputies uh, confronted a man who was in a vehicle. He fired at them. They were able to uh, tase him as he fled and, and get him in custody. So I don't know that they're related, but I do think your point about the crime moving out to areas we previously not thought would be areas where stuff like this would happen or where you not have a high danger of it happening is real. And I also think your point about criminals being empowered is real. And I, that's my beef with this settlement by the city of $6 million for the rioters. If you're in the middle of a riot and some people are throwing rocks and you're ordered to disperse and you don't, you might get hurt. I, I don't think you deserve to be paid for that. I, I think the city is bowing to this mindset out there. And I think the upshot of this settlement is, hey, there's going to be a riot. Hey, there's going to be a march. Let's go. If it turns into a riot, have your phone charged. Get your phone out. Be filming because anything a police officer does that Algernon Marbley, the federal judge, or the police oversight board, or Andrew Ginther, or Zach Klein, or Shannon Harden says, oh, that's too mean, can't do that, you might get paid for it. I, I think this settlement is prejudicial toward the police officers who've been charged with misdemeanors and who they've gone after clearly and forced other officers or tried to force other officers to testify against them. This can't be good for police morale. No, this this settlement is pathetic. Uh, you're, you're right. Uh, it, it, you know, next time there's a riot, grab your phone and, and go out there and, and uh, you know, re- record some pepper spray and walk away with a, a payoff. These were riots. I mean, these were dangerous riots, and, and police had used pepper gas. Uh, that's about it. There was hardly anything going on because Mayor Gutless uh, told them all to stand down. I want to see video and pictures of the people who got that settlement in terms of what they claim was police brutality. I, you know, that's what I want to see because you're going to find out it was a push, it was a shove, it was a pepper spray in the face. That does not necessitate this kind of a lawsuit. This is totally ridiculous, and it's, it's so typical of this administration. What about the businesses, Bruce, that were destroyed down there, many of which uh, had to pay for out of pocket because their insurance companies didn't cover uh, a lot of the damages? Uh, they, they, this administration has sold out the police, sold out small businesses. Uh, it's pathetic what is going on in this city. Well, and it won't change until people break their habit of checking the box next to the candidate with the D next to their name on the ballot, and you gave people that opportunity when you ran for city council. You were not elected, and so to some degree I look at some of the problems out there and I say, you know, you've, you've brought about the reality. You've, you've, you've sort of spoken it into being with your vote. Uh, nevertheless, we want to do everything we can to try to keep it from happening, and we certainly want to do everything we can to alert people who live in these areas of the city where this lawlessness reigns that they may be in danger so they're not caught and are not innocent victims like these two precious children were 
the other day. Tom, I appreciate your work. Keep uh, doing what you're doing at the SUSI Report, S-U-S-S-I, the SUSI Report. And uh, thank you for coming on today. Bruce, thank you. Always a pleasure, and have a great weekend, buddy. All right. Tom Susi, find out what's really going on in the city of Columbus by going to his website, thesusireport.com. Interesting verdict, rendering, thoughts in a 50-plus page memo by the Surgeon General about youth in America. Uh, is he correct in what he says is leading to the hopelessness of our youth? We'll discuss next on The Bruce Hooley Show. Thanks to Tom Susie for joining us. His information is uh, always good. Get a great perspective into what's really going on in the city. I'd, uh, if I were you, bookmark his site, thesusireport.com, S-U-S-S-I, as I spell Tom's last name. Uh, Vivek Murthy is the Surgeon General of the United States. And so he's the chief medical officer, the chief doctor of the United States, right? So you pay attention to what Vivek Murthy says because, well, Tom, we're in a pandemic after all. And he has been, uh, you know, of all the public health experts out there, uh, obviously Anthony Fauci's a disaster. Nobody trusts him. Nobody should. Flip-flops on all the issues. Uh, clearly a political animal. Clearly positioning himself for grandeur and not accountable at all. Uh, Rochelle Walensky, head of the CDC, uh, hard to take seriously. Somebody who's supposed to be a leader, somebody who's supposed to be measured, who says, I have an, uh, a sense of impending doom <laughs> as we were obtaining vaccines and therapeutics to treat COVID. Like, way to calm the people, Rochelle. Francis Collins, NIH, not as bad as Fauci, but clearly discredited many times, never addressing ever, which none of them have, the impact of natural immunity produced by your own divinely created bodies miraculously equipped to deal with viruses every single day, not just when COVID comes up. So Vivek Murthy, from all these people in the public eye, has managed to stay away from being branded a complete partisan hack to the degree like they have been. So when he issued a 50-plus page report the other day protecting your mental health, uh, I thought, well, it's worth my time. So I looked through it. And the opening statement caught my eye. See if it catches yours. He said, recent national surveys of young people have shown an alarming increase in the prevalence of certain mental health challenges. In 2019, one in three high school students and half of female students reported persistent feelings of sadness or hopelessness. That's significant. One in three high school students. Half of female students. Sad or hopeless. And he notes that that is a 40% increase. If you say, oh, kids are always looking at the you know dark side of things. That's just teenage angst, Bruce. No, no. In 2009, they also have metrics on that same measurement, and they found that it's increased 40% since 2009. Gotten worse, 40%. So he continues. 
We know that mental health is shaped by many factors, from our genes and brain chemistry to our relationships with family and friends. Neighborhood conditions, sure, where you live, yeah. And larger social forces and policies. Okay, I'm on board so far. Let's read more. We also know that too often... Now my hackles are up. Now I'm like, okay, okay, wait a minute. Something tells me he's ready to set the hook. We also know that too often, what, what Vivek Murthy, what happens too often? People are, young people are bombarded with messages through the media and popular culture that erode their sense of self-worth. Okay, I can relax because I agree with that. They are bombarded with that. They bring the bullies home with them in their phones. They compare each other because that's what TikTok is, Facebook is, Twitter is. Every social media app is the best moment of somebody else's life, and you're in the middle of a moderate moment or even a down moment of your life, and you're like, man, I don't have much going on. Look at them. I get that. I'm with you, Vivek. But he continues. These platforms tell them they are not good-looking enough, not popular enough, not smart enough, or rich enough. Okay, still good. And he adds, that comes as progress on legitimate and distressing issues like climate change, income inequality, racial injustice, the opioid epidemic, and gun violence feels too slow. Really? It feels too slow, does it? To whom, Vivek Murthy, Surgeon General of the United States? Interesting, isn't it, that he says the kids are stressed out because of Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and he's right. But he says they wouldn't be as stressed out if... We were making faster progress on legitimate and distressing issues like climate change, income inequality, racial injustice, the opioid epidemic, and gun violence. Well, now, who out there believes that we're not making fast enough progress on things like climate change, income inequality, and racial injustice? Would that be everybody? Or would that be only one side of the aisle and only the leftmost side of that aisle? Are kids really stressed out by income inequality, racial injustice, and the opioid epidemic? Maybe by the opioid epidemic. But by racial injustice, income inequality, climate change? If they are stressed out by those things, Vivek Murthy, why would that be? Would it be because that's a deeply held personal conviction that they have? Or would that be because somebody who's a leader in a position that gives them implied authority, Surgeon General of the United States, President of the United States, Speaker of the House, Congressman from New York, Continue to pound those pulpits, the climate change pulpit, the racial injustice pulpit, the income inequality pulpit. You know, 
kids are prone to believe leaders who influence them. If you continue to tell them that they are growing up in a country that disadvantages people on the basis of their skin color, on the basis of their ethnicity, if you continue to tell them that there's a virus out there that, oh, we thought one vaccine shot would do it, now you need two, and now you need a booster, and now you need a second, and now the head of Pfizer says four will do it. If you continue to tell people that they live in an environment where everything is stacked against them, guess what? Their hopelessness does increase. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.